we'll do canto 5 chapter 3 from the verse 11 onwards <clears throat> dear lord this chapter is called rishabh dev's appearance okay dear lord all the great sages who are thoughtful and saintly persons incessantly recount your spiritual qualities these sages have already burnt up all their unlimited dirty things and by the fire of knowledge strengthened their detachment from the material world thus they have attained your qualities and are self satisfied yet even for those who feel spiritual bliss is chanting your tributes your personal presence is very rare see in when we are invoking the lord what happens is the lord's invocation only comes about if we have a purity of heart so the sage whenever he is inquiring about the lord with the purity of the heart then only the lord will appear so what they are saying over here is the sage has already burnt whatever dirty things that are there that means the mind carries all the dirt it carries a lot of impressions it carries a lot of uh of past tendencies everything needs to be burnt out at one time in the sense that it, the whole mind should become pure so also in the last line we learned that you need to have a pure intellect as well so once you have that pure intellect and the pure mind then the fire of knowledge will get invoked and then you will have detachment from the material world once you have attained this kind of qualities then the lord is satisfied and he will stand in front of you you can keep on chanting his name otherwise in the normal world yet there will be no accrual of the divine lord over there in front of you what will happen is you will just get a fervor beyond the fervor you won't get anything else my dear lord we may not be able to remember your name form and qualities due to stumbling hunger falling down yawning or being in a miserable diseased condition at the time of death when there is high fever we therefore pray unto you o lord for you are very affectionate of your devotees please help us remember you and utter your holy name attributes and activities which can dispel all the reactions of our sinful lives remember at the last given moment in time that means when you are just about to depart at that point in time what is it that you need to have you need to remember the name of the lord do you remember the story where the uh the person remembers the name of his son actually he calls out to his son he is calling out to narayan and remembering the name of the lord he reaches narayan so here also it's the same thing we have to remember at the last minute in time when you are just about to depart at that point in time whatever is the last impression that is there on us that is the thing that we achieve so what these people are saying to the divine lord he is saying can you please give us that grace that we will remember your name your qualities and not fall down at the last minute how does a person fall down say suppose you are burning with fever you know and then you are about to die what happens is you are bo- bothered about your physical being isn't it 
that one minute later you will be dead. What is the point in saying that I have a burning fever and all that? Think about it. There is no point in remembering all that. Okay? You have fallen from top of the building or something has happened to you or you are just about to die and you are remembering, oh my God, I am getting hurt, I am feeling hurt. I'm... That hurt itself is not telling you the name of the Lord. So what is important at that point in time is you need to remember the name of the Lord. Now in certain situations where there is drought, at that point in time a man is going out in the desert and he is without any food. So he may be dying at that point in time. Again you need to remember the name of the Lord. So he has given a number of reasons over here. He says, I may not remember because of stumbling, hunger, falling down, yawning or being in a miserable diseased condition. Yawning. Sometimes when people are yawning also they can go away. So he says, can you please, dear Lord, can you please grant me that I should remember your name with affection. Okay. So your name, your attributes and your activities. So it is very important to remember that. Dear Lord, here is a great king Nabi whose ultimate goal in life is to have a son like you. Your Lordship, his position is that of a person approaching a very rich man and begging for a little grain. Maharaj Nabi is so desirous of having a son that he is worshipping you for a son, although you can offer him any exalted position, including elevation to the heavenly planet or liberation back to Godhead. So who is this person who got elevated to the heavenly planet? In the last few chapters we had done about Dhruva. Isn't it? Dhruva, Dhruva. Dhruva is the pole star. So he got elevated to the position of the pole star. So you can ask anything from the Lord. But what is King Nabi asking? He is saying, I want you, dear Lord, to be born to me as a son. Dear Lord, unless one worships the lotus feet of great devotees, one will be conquered by the illusory energy and his intelligence will be bewildered. Indeed, who cannot have carried away by the waves of material enjoyment which are like poison? Your illusory energy is unconquerable. No one can see the path of this material energy or tell how it is working. So what is he talking about? He is talking about nothing but Maya. Maya is called the illusory energy of the Lord. The illusory energy of the Lord is an extremely powerful energy. It can it throws in so many illusions in front of us like material here in this line it is saying the material enjoyment material enjoyments are so many so many different kinds are there i want to have riches i want to have cars i want to have houses i want to have these I want to have that these are the material ones then in our physical world also we need a lot of attachments of different kind physical attachments Okay, my wife, my husband, my children, my daughter, my husband, this thing, my son, you name it, you know. My parents, these are my parents, I don't want to leave them and go. So, we lot of these physical and uh, bodily attachments are there. Then we may have attachment to a place, a location, a particular place, you know. I, I may say that I don't want to go away from here, I just want to be over here. Now all these have to, these are called illusions. Illusions as kept by the Divine Lord in the form of Maya is the one who is keeping these things in front of us. And these are like poison. Because 
is going to destroy your happiness. You are going to keep on coming back again and again for that purpose. So what is it that a person needs to do? First and foremost, one has to worship the lotus feet of the great devotees. The devotees of the Lord. Who are the devotees of the Lord? The devotees of the Lord are the sages, the saints that have been there, hmm? the gopis, so on and so forth. The guru. These are nothing but the devotees of the divine Lord. And you have to worship the lotus feet of the great devotee. One will be conquered. One will be conquered by the illusory energy and his intelligence will be bewildered if we do not do this. Unless one worships. So you need to worship these devotees of the divine Lord. Then only the Lord will be happy. And then only he will stand in front of you. O Lord, you perform many wondrous activities. Our only aim was to acquire a son by performing this great sacrifice. Therefore, our intelligence is not very sharp. We are not experienced in ascertaining life's goals. By inviting you to this negligible sacrifice for some material motive, we have certainly committed a great offence of your lotus feet. Therefore, O Lord of Lords, please excuse our offence because of your causeless mercy and equal mind. Now, the, the king also remembers why he is, what is he doing. He says, what I am asking is completely very, very minuscule. It's a minor thing that I am asking for. Actually, I should have asked for liberation. I should have asked for enlightenment. I should have asked for knowledge, the divine knowledge. I should have asked for all these kind of things which are going to not bring me back into this life. Whereas, what have I gone and asked? I have gone and asked the stupidest thing on earth. That is, can you, be, can you please give me a son? Just like you. So, he says, kindly pardon me for all these things that I have asked you. You know, instead of asking you something really very nice, which is to ascertain life's goals. What is life's goal? Life's goal is to, yes, to go to divination, that is divine being. To understand God, to go towards Him. Sri Sukhdev Goswami said, The priests who are very often worshipped by King Nabi, the emperor of the Bharatvarsha, offered prayers in prose. That is, generally they were in poetry. Everybody says in poetical form, you know. Whereas here he was just saying it in prose and bowed down at the Lord's lotus feet. The Lord of Lords, the ruler of the demigods was very pleased with them and he began to speak as follows. So now the divine Lord is going to say these things. The Supreme Personality of God had replied, O great sages, I am certainly very pleased with your prayers. You are all truthful. You have prayed for the benediction of a son like me for King Nabi. But this is very difficult to obtain. Since I am the supreme person without a second and since no one is equal to me, another personality like me is not possible to find. In any case, because you are all qualified brahmanas, your vibration should not prove untrue. I consider the brahmanas who are well qualified with brahmanical qualities to be as good as my own mouth. That means whatever that you are going to say from your mouth, all you Brahmins who are there, since you are performing this yajna, so what you should do? You should be blessing King Nabi. Alright? So he says, but I cannot create another entity like myself. 
<laughs> it is like thinking that Krishna has to create another Krishna for himself. No, it's not possible. Since I cannot find anyone equal to me, I shall personally expand myself into a plenary position, portion and thus advent myself in the womb of Meru Devi, the wife of Maharaj Nabi, the son of Agnidra. So what he says, I can only give a small portion of me, that is a very tiny, you know, like my hair, just one small tiny portion of myself, I can implant myself in the womb of the queen. Sukhdev Goswami continued, After saying this, the Lord disappeared. The wife of King Nabi, Queen Meru Devi, was sitting by the side of her husband and consequently she could hear everything Supreme Lord had spoken. O Vishnudat Parikshit Maharaj, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was pleased by the great sages at that sacrifice. Now remember, these words are being said by Sukhdev to Parikshit. So, we are going back to where we are. Consequently, the Lord decided to personally exhibit the method of executing religious principles. As observed by the Brahmacharis, Sannyasis, Vanaprastas and Grahastas engaged in the rituals and also satisfied Maharaj Nabi desire. Consequently, he appeared as the son of Meru Devi in his original spiritual form, which is above the modes of material nature. This ends the chapter 3 from Canto 5. That is Rishabdev's appearance in the womb of Meru Devi. So now we will do chapter 4. The characteristics of Rishabdev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So now the Divine Lord is going to be born to Meru Devi, the son of King Nabi. Sri Sukhdev Goswami said, As soon as the Lord was born as the son of Maharaj Nabi, he manifested symptoms of the Supreme Lord such as the marks on the bottom of his feet, what are the marks? The flag, the thunderbolt, you know, all these are different, different marks. There are marks in the form of a boat, there are marks in the form of a chakra, the conch, the wheel, conch is also there. So the sun was equal to everyone and very peaceful. He could control his senses and his mind and possessing all opulences. He did not hanker for material enjoyment. Endowed with all these attributes, the sun was Maharaj Nabi became most powerful day after day. Due to this, the citizens learned learned Brahmanas, demigods and ministers wanted Rishabdev to be appointed ruler of the earth. When the son of Maharaj Nabi became visible, he evinced all good qualities described by the great poets. That is, namely, a well-built body with all the symptoms of Godhead. That is, prowess, strength, beauty, name, fame, influence and enthusiasm. When the father Maharaj Nabi saw all these qualities, he thought his son to be the best of human beings or the supreme being. Therefore, he gave him the name Rishabha. Indra, the king of the heavens, who is very materially opulent, became envious of King Rishabha. Consequently, he stopped pouring water on the planet known as Bharatvarsha. At that time, the supreme lord Rishabdev The master of all the mystic powers understood King Indra's purpose and smiled a little. Then by his own prowess, through Yogamaya, that is his internal potency, he profusely poured water upon his own place which is known as Ajnava. Now what happened was, whenever the divine being comes on the planet earth, you will find that Indra always feels his position is shaking. Yes. 
and because he feels his position is shaken he tries to do all sorts of things which are going to upset the cart but if you remember there is another story where the govardhan yeah the mountain govardhan was lifted by krishna sri krishna at that time just before that indra dev was the person who was responsible for bringing about drought in that country and later on so much of rain that <laughs> the whole place was flooded so sri krishna lifted that mountain so here also a similar thing is happening what is happening he doesn't allow rain to come to that particular land for quite some time that is drought conditions if you actually look at it from the spiritual point of view that is from the physical our own point of view indra dev is nothing but our great mind you remember indra is indra is the king indra is the king of the indriyas indriyas are nothing but the senses now what happens when the divine lord takes birth in us in the that means the spiritual part starts coming in in a human being at that time mind is going to throw a million doubts the doubts are going to be what is this nonsense that you are into this is not good what is this god lord that you are talking about there is no such person like this on earth you are the greatest thing on planet earth there is nobody else greater than you see you have got intelligence you have got power to do your things you are such a great person you know you have achieved so many things in your past life that means in your school and college you might have come first or you might have outscored everybody in this world again you have got a great job you are earning so much you have a good family then what is the need for you to run after god isn't that what happens see the previous line what he says you will find that in the previous line he had said something see i am doing uh, line number 20 from the previous chapter he says consequently the lord decided to personally exhibit the method of executing religious principles who does he exhibit the religious principles to the brahmacharis those who are eternally and they don't get married you know those kind of people sanyasis those who have taken up sanyasa vanaprasthashramas that is people those who have gone to the jungles and grahasthas who are engaged in rituals grahasthas means family people but they are so much involved in god you know uh, uh, kind of rituals and activities which are religious in nature now these are the people now in them the spiritual fervor has come in the spiritual fervor is you know lighted in these kind of people what happens indra brings about a lot of problems to these kind of people what kind of problems come those who go to the vanaprasthashram they don't get anything to eat sometimes sometimes if you remember there was one particular occasion when the berries that were being eaten were poisonous in nature see in the jungles there is nothing available so these vanaprastha people you know when they go over there they think that these berries are edible and they hardly anything to eat, drink or eat 
So they try to eat these berries. If you recollect, this is a story which was uh, which I was telling you about Thakurda, you know, the temple in uh, Calcutta where we had some of us had gone. Okay, now then what happens? He wants to drink water. Anada. So what he wants to drink water and the water is so deep so somebody comes with the matka and he tries to remove it out and it is told later on that it is a, it is not a good water to drink it is very poisonous in nature so you will find that indra definitely does this kind of things in the physical world now let us come back to our own world that is his body itself in the body itself you will find diseases unnecessary problems will come up in the sense you will feel that you know you are hurt you have, you have got fever you have got so many problems like uh, some sort of funny this is nothing but mind created second he will ensure that if you recollect there are many a times where these great people those who are grahasthas and all a lot of loose motions and all you remember yeah diarrhea dysentery you name it all these kind of things also turn up at that point in time then he puts the entire world against you the whole world will ask you what is wrong with your head you have gone lost your marbles or what you are becoming our sannyasi they will ask you these questions whether it's your family your own parents and all or your in-laws or your wife or your you know anybody the whole world is going to point fingers and at you and think you know that you are the biggest idiot on earth why do you have to leave this for god these are the things so indra dev is this great person who creates this kind of problems in our material world then no food to eat imagine you are going out for asking for food there is no money there is no food can you imagine the type of trouble that he loves to put you in why because his position is shaken you are no longer going to listen to him isn't it do you recollect the previous line where we had said the mind has to be cleaned out purified isn't it the mind has to be purified so all the dirt from the mind the sages have removed the dirt from their mind this is what was mentioned in the line then another line before that we had learned that the intellect has to be purified see there are multiple kinds of intellect okay one is the one which gets tainted intellect one is the purified intellect and one the one which questions you need to question isn't it the questioning time why should i do this what is important now whether you are going ahead with your questions or no the intellect is going to guide you over there it is always searching for answers that is why this is called the questioning intellect you need to always question it okay so now understand this that indra dev is creating all these problems but now understand the lord is born within you isn't it the spiritual person is having his birth inside of you so then what happens he smiles at indra dev he says okay so you are trying to act funny with me so what does he do 
the master of all mystics powers understood lord king indra's purpose and smiled a little then by his own prowess through yoga maya that is his internal potency he profusely poured water upon his own place which was known as ajanabha now what does the divine lord do the internal potency remember the external potency is called maya maya devi okay she is an illusory potency the internal potency is his yoga maya the one which takes us closer to the divine so what does he do with his yoga maya he goes and he starts destroying all those things which indra dev is doing that means the knowledgeable person his knowledge grows the spiritual person his knowledge grows about the divine he learns to discriminate he learns to detach he becomes dispassionate he doesn't even care about all the material things again we have to if i go back to the previous line what does it say the material beings are always trapped by the maya that is illusory potency so when the divine lord creates his yoga maya inside he destroys this material you know that taste that we have i want this and i want that he removes that thing from us so the person becomes devoid by becoming dispassionate devoid of all desires all kinds of desires are there then he starts becoming detached there is no relationship on this planet earth that he feels is his own except one with the divine so this is what the divine lord does through his yoga maya the potency that he has inside of us due to getting a perfect son according to his desire king nabi was overwhelmed with transcendental bliss and was very affectionate to his son it was with ecstasy and a faltering voice that he addressed him my dear son my darling this mentality this mentality was brought about by yoga maya whereby he accepted the supreme lord the supreme father as his own son out of his supreme goodwill the lord became his son and dealt with everyone as if he was an ordinary human being the king nabi began to raise his transcendental son with great affection and he was overwhelmed with transcendental bliss joy and devotion the lord when he whenever he takes birth or whenever he is coming around in the world with his yoga maya he creates an a situation around him that a person doesn't know that it is the divine lord himself who has taken birth so in case of king nabi also the same thing happened king nabi understood that his son rishabdev was very popular among citizens and among government officers and ministers understanding the popularity of his son maharaj nabi enthroned him as the emperor of the world to give protection to the general populace in terms of vedic religious systems to do this he entrusted him in the hands of the learned brahmanas who would guide him in administering the government then maharaj nabi and his mother and his wife meru devi went to badrika ashram in the himalaya mountains where the king engaged himself very expertly in austerities and penances with great jubilation in full samadhi he worshiped the supreme personality of godhead nar narayan who is krishna in his plenary expansion by doing so in the course of time maharaj nabi was elevated to the spiritual world known as vaikuntha 
so what does the king do he hands over the entire kingdom to his son rishabdev and he takes up sanyasa ashram that is he actually walks away from his house and goes to badrikashram all right in the himalayas and there he sits in meditation on the divine lord and attains him o maharaj parikshit to clarify maharaj nabi the old sage is composed two verses one of them is this who can attain the perfection of maharaj nabi who can attain his activities because of his devotional service the supreme personality of godhead agreed to become his son the second prayer is who is better worshipper of the brahmanas than maharaj nabi because he worshiped the qualified brahmanas to their full satisfaction the brahmanas by their brahmanical prowess showed maharaj nabi the supreme personality of god in narayan in person after nabi maharaj departed to badrikashram the supreme lord that is rishabdev understood that his kingdom was his field of activities he therefore showed himself as an example and taught the duties of a householder by first accepting brahmacharya under the directions of the spiritual masters he also went to live at the spiritual master's place gurukul after his education was finished he gave gifts that is guru dakshina to his spiritual masters and then accepted the life of a householder he took a wife named jayanti and begot 100 sons who were as powerful and as qualified as he himself his wife jayanti had been offered to him by indra the king of heavens rishabdev and jayanti performed householder's life in an exemplary way carrying out ritualistic activities ordained by the shruti and the smriti shastra so what happens after that king king rishabdev he goes to an ashram uh, under his spiritual master and learns from him the various arts after that he comes back after he has completed his training he comes back now when we are talking about the spiritual masters what are we actually talking about remember he is a divine lord himself he doesn't need spiritual training from anybody what he has done is he has taken a physical body and because he has taken the physical body he needs to learn the arts that are there like ruling the kingdom how to fight wars so on and so forth so these are basically raj yogis that he is going to from where he takes the training and then he comes back and he takes up grahastha ashram grahastha ashram is because these are the stages of life that you have to go through so he becomes a grahastha he marries jayanti jayanti is indra has sent jayanti to him and then he gets 100 sons i remember indra is a, a person who was responsible for the previous prob- problems and now this time also and yet just now he is offering jayanti to to the lord himself of rishabdev's 100 sons the eldest named bharata was a great and exalted devotee qualified with the best attributes in his honor the planet was known as bharatvarsh so now we are going to do the story of bharata so the country is named after him bharatvarsh is named after this particular son of his who was the eldest following bharata there were 99 other sons among these were nine elderly sons named kusavarta ilavarta brahmavarta malaya ketu bhadrasena indrasprak vidarbha and kikat in addition to these sons were kavi havi antariksha prabhu prabuddha pipalayana avyotra durmila chamasa karbajana these were all very exalted and advanced devotees and authorized preachers of shrimad bhagavatam these devotees were glorified due to their strong devotion to vasudev the supreme personality of god therefore they were very exalted to satisfy the mind perfectly 
I, that is Sukhdev Goswami, shall hereby describe the characteristics of the nine devotees when I discuss the conversation between Narada and Vasudev. In addition to these 19 sons mentioned above, there were 81 younger ones, all born of Rishabdev and Jayanti. According to the order of their father, they became well-cultured, well-behaved, very pure in their activities, and expert in Vedic knowledge and the performances of the Vedic rituals. Thus, they all became perfectly qualified Brahmanas. Now, if we actually take this matter up, you will find that there is something strange that is mentioned over here. The Lord's sons that are there, they do not have the potency of the father. Though the father is the divine Lord himself. Sri Krishna in his normal life also, when he was Sri Krishna, Balram Sri Krishna and all that, at that point in time he had the sons. Only one son was the plenary position, you know, portion of his and one grandson. The rest of them were not even a part of him. Though he might have physically given his own genes to him, yet they were not having those potencies at all. Alright? So here what happens is, the Divine Lord at this point in time has personally inducted the first nine people. Yeah, they were authorized preachers. How? Alright, I'll answer that question. See, what had happened was, only the first few, that is the elderly nine sons, Kusavrata, up to Kikata, these are the sons who were the top ones, that is the elderly ones. After that was Kavi, Havi, Antariksha and all that. Drumila, Chamasa, Karbajana, these have become sages at a later point in time. They were all very exalted, advanced devotees and authorized preachers of the Srimad Bhagavatam. All these people have to actually undergo training. Nobody becomes exalted just because they are born as the son of the Divine Lord. Okay? Just because you think you are born as a son of the Lord doesn't give anybody a position to become exalted in nature. They have to go through the physical training. That means they have to meet their masters and they have to be polished enough to reach the state of exaltation. So that is the reason why, yes, so if you actually see the previous verses, they are authorized preachers. They are authorized preachers only with the help of their gurus, whoever the gurus might be. And naturally in ancient time they were gurukuls all over the place. And definitely they have all gone to certain very great sages. We will learn about them because as mentioned, Narad Muni and the Lord is going to have a conversation as is mentioned over here in this verse. Narad Muni and the Divine Lord is going to have a conversation and he is going to describe all these things in the future. So let us wait for that time when he is going to say that. Being an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of God, Lord Rishabdev was fully independent because of his form and spiritual eternal and full of transcendental bliss. He eternally had nothing to do with the four principles of material misery, that is birth, death, old age and disease. Nor was he materially attached. He was equipoised and he saw everyone at the same level. He was unhappy to see others unhappy and he was a well-wisher of all the living entities. 
Although he was perfect personality, the supreme lord and controller of all, he nonetheless acted as if he was an ordinary conditioned soul. Therefore, he strictly followed the principles of Varanashram Dharma and acted accordingly. In due course of time, the principle of Varanashram Dharma had become neglected. Therefore, through his personal characteristic and behavior, he taught the ignorant public how to perform duties within the Varanashram Dharma. In this way, he regulated the general populace in householder life, enabling them to develop religion and economic well-being and to attain reputation, sons, daughters, material pleasures and finally the eternal life. By his instructions, he showed how people could remain householders and at the same time become perfect by following the principles of Varanashram Dharma. Now remember, the Divine Lord is born to the King Navi. Now when he is born, Rishabdev is born to the, to the king, he has come as a human being. That means he has taken a form. Remember, he is just a tiny portion of the Divine Lord. Because he has taken birth, because he has taken a form, though he has all the opulences connected with him, that is everything which the Divine Lord is supposed to have, the transcendental bliss and so on and so forth, yet he is under the control of his own Maya. So he has to go through birth, death and everything. He literally has to go through the whole thing, but he is enacting that particular role. Nothing is actually touching him. Why is it not touching him? He was unhappy to see others unhappy. He was a well-wisher of all the living entities. But, what did he do? Although he was a perfect personality, the Divine Lord and the controller of all, he nonetheless acted as if he was an ordinary conditioned soul. Why does the Divine Lord always do this kind of acting? He does this kind of acting because he has to teach something. Isn't that what is there? He taught the ignorant per people how to perform duties within the Varanashrama Dharma. Everybody has this Varanashrama Dharma. Means what? We have to go through various things, isn't it? Like Valashram. We have to become youth and after that get married and after that uh, take care of the household. So we call ourselves as householders. After householders we are supposed to go to the Varnaprastashram and after that we are supposed to do alright? All these things. Now, think about it like this. The world doesn't know all these things. They had lost this touch about what is to be done. So people were enjoying their lives right up till the end of their life. Till the time they died, they were interested in all these activities. That means the Grahastha itself was continuing to become a Grahastha till the end of his life. Then when is he going to take the name of the Lord? You will find that all our forefathers, all of us gathered together over here, our forefathers have all been actually involved in the grahasthi, in the householder's life itself. Till the last point in time they are thinking about mere bachche logon ka kya hoga, mere grandchildren ka kya hoga, mere ghar ka kya hoga, mere... What is this? Think about it. The Divine Lord has come over there so that He teaches everybody that there is another stage called Vanaprastashram. That means you have to give up your material worldly life and you have to take the name of the Divine Lord. In ancient times we could go to the jungles, but today we can't. So at least you can stay at home 
and take the name of the divine lord why is it so important that you have to be involved in day to day activities we are always thinking about the prime minister has done this the aircrafts have fallen and this has done and that has happened and that is we are bothered about the rising prices of onion has become 50 rupees kilo and this has happened and that has happened you have become old you have become 70 and 80 years old and you are bothered about the onions outside 80 rupees kilo onions why not bother about the onions that are there in your head think about it you are becoming mad thinking about the onions over there i am sure you know you will find that those who have old people in their houses they will always think why are they bothered i don't understand anyway they are not going out to work also all the problems i have to take care why are they bothered about the rise of prices in onions and gas ka bhav ye ho gaya and onion ka bhav ho gaya tomatoes tumko malum hai 50 rupees kilo se 60 rupees kilo why are you bothered why not just take the name of the divine lord eat what comes in your plate live the life of very simple human being that is all that is required so the divine lord has come so that he can teach this to the people all right so rishabdev has taken birth during that time though he is acting like a person who is a householder completely like a householder so he in this way he regulated the general populace in householders life so he teaches the householders how to live their life properly then to develop religion and economic well being develop religion in the sense get into spiritual fervor you know praise the lord so on and so forth and economic well being it is if we teach our children and our grandchildren how to be economically independent and how to be working how to work in this world with proper dharma on the path and that means not a dharmic only dharmic type it's very easy to go towards adharma there was one video that got released in uh, singapore just last month at the time of fifa okay there is this small 7 8 year old child who is telling that my father he goes and he gambles his money he should not be gambling so what has he gone and done he has put all his money on germany and this video was aired just before the match was there fortunately or unfortunately germany won the match and next day there was a whole load of arguments that your father was doing right <laughs> he should have bet all the money on germany you would have become a millionaire by now <laughs> so think about it people in this world are so much involved in this kind of things that our whole yeah we are we are so much <laughs> bothered about it now why would you do that this is an adharmic path you know you are putting 1 rupee and you are getting 100 rupees back so what has to be done it it has to be regulated the economic growth has to be regulated you should grow in a very steady manner it means you know you can go from 5 to 10 10 to 15 15 to 20 like that you know slow growth is important suppose from 0 to 100 and 100 to 1000 and 1000 to million that is not <laughs> the right kind of growth that we are talking about. but we are always bothered about those kind of things so the divine lord what he does he says that you have to do it so that you attain a certain growth only that is economic well being has to be regulated 
we have to attain reputation in the in the world we always tell our children isn't it what do we tell our children you should go out and earn a name for yourself isn't it so attain a reputation it is not bad at all every householder should do this if you are not telling your children to you know go and get some good name and all that and good economic education and all these things there is something desperately wrong unless or until you are thinking that he wants to he has to become a terrorist or something like that that is not the right thing to do <laughs> so then i can uh, attain reputation for sons daughters material pleasure and finally the eternal life after all this thing is over when you come towards old age you have to leave all this thing and go towards eternal life that means try to get realization that is try to understand this brahmanyana so by his instructions he showed people how to remain householders and at the same time become perfect by following the principles of varnashrama dharma see understand rishabdev is during that ancient times during that ancient times also he is not telling anybody to run away from home and become a sanyasi what is rishabdev saying follow the path of this activity which is called grahastha ashram please stay where you are become a good grahastha raise children get married raise children get them into very good schools and all that and make them educated let them earn good salaries or let them become good businessmen or whatever that they are then after they have achieved all this thing then to become reputed in this world to have a great glorious name somewhere after you have done all that they can have their children meanwhile you have finished with your activity this is a time that is beyond 50s or 60s this is a time for you now to take this back seat you are taking a back seat try to think about the divine lord all right so this is what rishabdev was telling so if the lord comes even today i think this is the same thing he will tell you endless ha huh? endless teachings yes timeless teachings although lord rishabdev knew everything about confidential vedic knowledge which included information about all types of occupational duties he still maintained himself as a kshatriya and followed the instructions of the brahmanas as they related to mind control sense control tolerance and so forth so even rishabdev what did he do he is lord incarnate himself and yet he behaves like a normal human being then he meets his spiritual masters who teach him about mind control see where spiritual masters they are only going to talk about how to control your mind and all that isn't it so he learned from them mind control how to control the senses tolerance and so forth thus he ruled the people according to the system of varnashram dharma which enjoins that the brahmanas instruct the kshatriyas and the kshatriyas administer the state through the vaishyas and the shudras lord rishabdev performed all kinds of sacrifices 100 times according to the instructions of the vedic literature thus he satisfied lord vishnu in every respect all the rituals were enriched by first class ingredients they were executed in holy places according to the proper time by priests who were young and faithful in this way lord vishnu was worshiped and the prasada was offered to all the demigods thus the functions and the festivals were all successful so even if the divine lord comes on planet earth he is also supposed to do exactly like the normal human beings that means do all the prayers imagine he is praying to vishnu 
he is praying to his own self okay so <laughs> he has to pray to his own self he he is become a teach he is become a student to some great teacher and then he has learned all these things and then he is performing pujas and he is giving oblations to all these deities also so doing performing all the duties is very very important even if your god almighty who has taken birth on the planet earth no one likes to possess anything that is like a willow wisp or a flower in the sky for everyone knows very well that such things do not exist when lord rishabh dev ruled the planet of bharatvarsh even common men did not want to ask for anything or any time by any means no one ever asked for the willow wisp in other words everyone was completely satisfied and therefore there was no chance for anyone asking for anything the people were absorbed in great affection for the king since this affection was always expanding they were not inclined to ask for anything what is the most important thing that we have to learn is don't go to any temple or any place with a list wish list i want this i want that if the divine lord comes in your life that is the first thing he is going to take away from you can you throw your list out of the window throw it out of the window check it burn it don't ask for anything if you ask you are going to get trapped in that you know cycle of life and you know life birth and death birth and death birth and death why do you want to get into that karmic loop so the first thing he says get out of that second he says do not go for the willow wisp willow wisp means what something that is magical it will come from the air matlab we are thinking you know my great grandfather who was who was the maharaja of mysore or something like that you know or some some great county somewhere he is going to give me a big kingdom or i will find a pot of gold in the backyard please that is called willow wish nothing like that is going to happen if you have met your guru there's the first thing he is going to remove he will take away the pot of gold also from you understood <laughs> so this the, this is the reason why the divine lord what he does he takes away all your chances of victory or whatever you know you think some luck by chance kuch hone wala hai no luck by chances in this world you have to work you have to work very hard for what you do so what he does is when the divine lord comes that rishabh dev himself comes he ensures that nobody comes to ask him for anything so don't come with your wish list i want this i want that nothing he himself is incognito he doesn't show that he is a divine lord secondly what does he do if somebody comes with the list he will just chuck it in the dustbin he say next <laughs> so there are no willow wisps over there so always remember this when the divine lord comes you have to work double that okay that means he is going to make you slog twice of what you are slogging today there are reasons for it i think we have already discussed the reasons so that all your karmas get wiped out clean you don't have to keep on you know coming back again and again so we will see what happens now once while touring the world lord rishabh dev the supreme lord reached a place known as brahmavat there was a great conference of learned brahmanas at this place and all the king's sons attentively heard the instructions of the brahmanas there and that assembly within the hearing of the citizens rishabh dev instructed his sons although they were already well behaved devoted and qualified he instructed them so that in the future future they could rule the world very perfectly thus he spoke as follows now we are going to stop over here and end this chapter over here
सो दिस चैप्टर फोर हैज एंडेड वी शैल टेक अप लॉर्ड रिशभ देव टीचिंग्स टू हिज सन नेक्स्ट वीक ऑल राइट सो इफ यू हैव एनी क्वेश्चन यू कैन आस्क मी